The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, DBXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for a Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so, SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio. Head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And right there at the top of the page, you'll see two videos. On the left side is Bradley's show from yesterday. You can click on that and play that up until 3 o'clock this afternoon Eastern, and then he'll be on live. And then on the right side of the page is where you'll find us. Just click on the play button and blow it up on whatever device you've got. And then the Rumble icon is down in the bottom right. If you want to join us there on Rumble, you can do so. You can also, in the video description there on Rumble, you can click on the Discord um, you know, if you want to congregate over there, some of you guys said you want to do it. I know it's a little hard to do because everybody's kind of comfortable on D Live or you know Rumble or wherever they're comfortable at. 
but that's available too if you if you if you want to use it. Okay, uh, we're also streaming live on beforeitsnews.com, the top of the page there, as well as dlive.tv at the Sons of Liberty Twitch at setting brushfires, and also on uh, Roku if you got a Roku device on Cutting Edge TV. So be sure to check us out uh, over there as well. And then uh, don't forget to sign up for our email newsletter. That's right up under where we're streaming live. And then uh, if you would like to help us and you like to support the message, if you agree the, with the message that we have. There's a donate button at the top of the page. Guys, I'm going to tell you, the store doesn't generate the funds we need uh, to do everything that we do. It, it just doesn't. We appreciate the orders. We're glad that you guys are happy with the products and things. Um, <clears throat> and hopefully they're useful to you in the sphere of influence the Lord has you in. Uh, but that doesn't keep us out there doing the stuff we do. So we do rely on you guys to to help support us. So the donate button is there. And then if you want to partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty, that link is there as well. And then our store is available, and that link is at the top of the page as well. This week we're highlighting the Cowards Will Not Preserve the Republic t-shirt. This comes in a variety of colors. And uh, these are normally 20 bucks, but this week only through Saturday at midnight, you can get one for 15% off when you use the promo code PRESERVE, okay? So the promo code PRESERVE gets you 15% off these shirts through Saturday at midnight. And uh, so if you've been wanting to get one or several of these, you can do that now and save some money in doing so. Uh, real quickly, some headlines at sonsoflibertymedia.com. This from Bradley yesterday. The war on Americans continues. Mainstream media promotes a man as the woman of the year... And it completely backfires. Yeah, you know, the Fred Flintstone-looking guy with the wig, um, that's, that's – this is the, – the ridiculousness, how a man can stand there <clears throat> in front of the world and present himself like that without utter embarrassment is beyond me. I just – I don't get it. I, I don't understand the mindset that would do that. You know, people used to be ashamed of that. And they, they used to hide it, and they used to do it in the dark or, you know, in their house or something like that. You don't – this is just not something that should be out there. And then you got the guy coming behind that Biden had uh, appointed that some kind of human dog lover. I don't, I don't, I don't even know how you figure in some of the thinking. This is – these are reprobate minds. These are reprobate minds. Read Romans 1. Guys, the Word of God is very relevant for today. You are seeing the judgment of God laid out on people like that. Uh, and it's very clear. God has given them up. He's not embraced them and said, I love you. He has given them up. Read Romans 1 again if you think that God has somehow embraced that. Okay. Also, sonsoflibertymedia.com. They switched it on. It's everywhere and still no one sees it. You really ought to watch this video. Uh, this is dealing with the 5G millimeter waves. This is the same kind of technology. Remember down in Cuba, the, the representatives were going down there and they were having all this stuff going on with them, you know, being hit with these radio waves. They were getting sick. Uh, they were having all kinds of neurological issues and stuff like that. This is the same technology that's being used there. And it's been used on the battlefield, too. Um, I don't know if our guests will be able to speak to that, but, but we'll ask him. Um, also, D.C. police are blocking all entrances to D.C. per DHS, as if they have the authority to do that. They're unconstitutional at their core, okay? And they threaten to arrest truckers if DHS tells us to. These are, these are the new Nazis. These are the neo-Nazis, the actual practical ones. These are the guys that will come to your front door. You don't have to worry about Joe Biden. You don't have to worry about any of your representatives coming to your front door to take your guns, to give you a shot, to take your kids. It's these guys, okay? It's cops who will not uphold their oath. 
They're agents of the state. Also, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. We're going to have this guy on here, I hope, next week. I hope on Monday or Tuesday. This is um, pro-life groups make rescue attempt at the Planned Parenthood murder mill featured in the 2015 undercover video about the sale of baby parts. Remember, David, uh, over at um, Center for Medical Progress did that, and then they targeted him. They didn't deal with Planned Parenthood and their crimes. They targeted, uh, what was his name, David Delidian? I, I hope I said that correct. Uh, anyway, this is that, and uh, this is uh, the video you can see. Well, you'll have to unblock it, but... Um, <clears throat> the guy's name is A.J. Hurley. He's a Reformed uh, Christian. Uh, him and his wife lead this. They've got several people. They teach young people how to be Christian activists uh, and willing to go the distance uh, in standing up. And you'll, you'll be amazed. They're telling the cops what's going on there, and the cops are more interested in arresting them for trespassing than they are for dealing with the people who are murdering babies. And I mean, it's just... It's insanity. It really is. This is what sin does. Sin hardens our hearts to real law and to real victims of real crime. Okay? That's what it does. All right? And, you know, it makes us hard towards our own sin as well. Uh, finally, SonsLibertyMedia.com, as U.S. attempts moral high ground in Ukraine, remember 54 years ago the U.S. slaughtered 500 unarmed men, women, and children, and all of those were acquitted except for the guy in the middle. There was a, there was a superior who ordered another guy under him to order his men to just go into a village there in Vietnam and kill anybody and everybody, doesn't matter what they're doing, whether they're armed or anything, and uh, I mean, it's a terrible tragedy. Only one guy held accountable. And yet the U.S. acts like we have some kind of superior moral high ground. Now, I want to I throw one other thing in here uh, because I promised I would do it. You know, we have pre-show music. And uh, this morning we had Leah, our, our friend Leah. And uh, Leah is a homeschool mom. Uh, she's a Christian. And uh, if you haven't picked up her book, if you're, if you're a woman especially, if you, if you want to pick up her book, Diapers, Dishes, and Dominion, How Christian Housewives... Uh, can change the world. Uh, she's not only a housewife. I mean, she's a Celtic metal artist, okay? <laughs> she writes her own music, sings it, brings in um, uh, musicians from all over the world to do the albums, and they're they're really done well. You can hear it. Even if you don't like that style of music, you can hear the quality in it. And uh, And then she's also one who teaches other musicians how to market and does pretty good from... <laughs> What I've seen. Anyway, if you want to pick up our music, we're going to have the link there in the archives. And uh, we appreciate Leah uh, letting us use her music. I want to uh, take and play one, actually, two quick little videos, and then we're going to bring our guest on. All right. So the first one here is from this police officer, and it's only a few seconds. This is from Rebel News. And um, I want you to listen to what he's telling these truckers about his orders. Okay, here he is. By a bunch of tyrants. The problem over a paycheck and over your freedom? Really? I got you. What about our kids? Listen, what about your second. kids and your listen kids and your grandkids? We don't listen to Officer Cuball here. Six ninety five is closed to the commercial vehicles. Well, it's closed you're all gonna traffic, have to right? go. Well, it's closed all traffic. So this is you're gonna have to go northbound on two ninety five. For how long? My boss is going to eventually tell me to start arresting people. Who's your boss? On what ground? And, talk, on what ground? and I'm going to obey him as a good little Nazi. See, my boss is going to tell me to arrest. Him. I can't. And when they when they say what's the what's the, what's going to be the charge, he says impeding a highway. 
<laughs> Beating Iowa. So your First Amendment right to protest uh, is being squashed here by Officer Cuball and his his, uh, his his top Nazis. Okay, the guys over him. Uh, the other one is, and this one's interesting. You guys saw the guy over. I think it was in Italy where he took the cola and it tested positive for COVID. Uh, yeah, this now that now did you know Red Bull? Red Bull's got the convids too. It does. Watch. Now this guy is obviously from uh, another country <laughs> because he's using a different language. But here he is. He's doing the uh, that that um, you know trusty PCR test. By the way, which has known carcinogens in it, folks. That means they can cause cancer. And who knows what else they got in them. We also know that uh, they can be used to, quote-unquote, vaccinate the person as well. That was said early on. But you'll see that Red Bull has got the convids, too. Got to stay away from the Red Bull, huh? Probably should stay away from that stuff anyway. It's not really good for you, but you'll see, he's showing that it's positive. And if I'm not mistaken, there were several pictures that were taken. And as a result of that, uh, the, the pictures being taken, um, there were several tests that were done there. All right. So here's the thing. We've got, a, we've got a guest on with us this morning. He came on in short notice. I spoke with him yesterday. Our friend, uh, Dr. Bill Smith from America's Frontline, i got to move my mic out of the way here so I can read this thing, uh, was telling me about this young man. And um, I'm going to see if I can get where we're going here. Uh, I know he's a recent listener to the Sons of Liberty, and uh, I think he said he found us uh, somewhere around Christmas time, and he's been listening, and uh, we appreciate that very much. But Ben Davis, um, he has been on uh, Title Ten orders or active duty continuously since 2017. Uh, they cut off my orders without notice, even though they are required to provide a minimum of 60 days. And that is only if they cannot find another job for you. Uh, they cited the reason as being that I was unfit for duty the day prior. I was entrusted with flying a multi-million dollar attack aircraft with missiles to protect our troops. This was an order from the Undersecretary of Defense demanding everyone without the EUA jab must take a EUA COVID test. I showed the commander numerous U- U.S. laws, the, the Air Force regulations, and the U.S. Constitution, among others. And the commander said he didn't care that it was against the law. And, uh, you know, Ben's got a lot of other things that are going on. He's a husband. He's a father uh, of five. And uh, he's joining us this morning uh, live from Arkansas. He got up for uh, an hour earlier than what we are here in the, in South Carolina. And uh, it's my privilege to welcome to the Sons of Liberty, Ben Davis. Good morning, man. Good morning. Yeah, it's great to have you. And you guys are going to love Ben because uh, uh, I told him yesterday, I said, man, you sound like you're 18 or 20 years old. He just has such a young voice. And he is a young man. Uh, but he's got an incredible story to tell because they were trying to push this emergency use authorization nonsense, the, these poisons, on him. And he said, no, 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 I'm not having any of this. In fact, uh, one of the things, Ben, that you mentioned, and I was going to pull it up here just to show people, but this is one of my certified copies that I told you guys I was getting. It, there it is. Uh, this is Public Law 97280. All right, and if I can, I want to read this before Ben gives us his story, because one of the things that Ben appealed to was the Bible, and uh, Bradley is often quoting, I believe it was Andrew Jackson, uh, who said the Bible is the rock upon which our republic rests. This is a this was from 1982. Okay, it's a short. You can see it's a short little resolution, 
And this is what it says. This is what our Congress put out in 1982. Listen to this. Whereas the Bible, the Word of God, has made a unique contribution in shaping the United States as a distinctive and blessed nation and people, whereas deeply held religious convictions springing from the Holy Scriptures, and they're not talking about the Quran, guys. They're not talking about the Bhagavad Gita or any of this other stuff. The Holy Scriptures, that's the New and the Old Testament, uh, led to the early settlement of our nation, whereas biblical teachings inspired concepts of civil government that are contained in our Declaration of Independence and the Constitution of the United States, whereas many of our great national leaders, among them Presidents Washington, Jackson, Lincoln, and, and Wilson, paid tribute, uh, some of those obviously did so sort of hypocritically, uh, pay tribute to the surpassing influence of the Bible in our country's development, as in the words of President Jackson that the Bible is the rock upon which our republic rests, whereas the history of our nation clearly illustrates the value of voluntarily applying the teachings of the Scriptures in the lives and individuals, families, and societies, whereas this nation now faces great challenges that will test this nation as it has never been tested before, and whereas that renewing our knowledge of and faith in God through Holy Scripture can strengthen us as a nation and a people, now therefore be it resolved by the Senate and House of Representatives of the United States of America in Congress assembled that the President is authorized and requested to designate 1983 as a National Year of the Bible in recognition of both the formative influence the Bible has been for our nation and our national need to study and apply the teachings of the Holy Scriptures. Approved October 4th, 1982. Boy, I wish our, our representatives would go back and read that and then start reading the scriptures and applying them. Don't you, Ben? Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so Ben, here's the thing. You were ordered to do this. You're in the, you're in the National Guard. You're ordered to take this shot and, and take the tests, uh, both of which are potentially dangerous to you. And the scriptures tell us not to uh, that the life of the flesh is in our blood. We know this thing affects our blood. We know both of them actually affect our blood. And so can you give people a little background about yourself and then tell them kind of the story of what went on there with you? Uh, sure. So you hit my bio. Basically, I've been in, in the military for 20, uh, just shy of 20 years. Uh, and ultimately, I pledged, uh, just like our founding fathers did, you know, I swore an oath to protect and defend the Constitution. Uh, and then with that, reading the Declaration of Independence, uh, what our founding fathers pledged, they said, and for the support of this declaration, with a firm reliance on the divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other, our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. And that's something I've taken seriously. So for 20 years now, I've been, you know, this is what we always have to do, it's right. I have never had a disciplinary write-up. I've always been, uh, you know, doing what God's called me to do and that doing everything unto him. Uh, obviously, I'm not perfect, but uh, I've never had any disciplinary action until this moment. Okay. All right. So you've been in for a long time, and uh, and, and you're, you're, you're a father. Can you, can you tell us a little bit about, about you? Um, you? You've been married um, and, and children. You want to tell us a little bit about your family there? Sure. So I've been married for uh, 15 years. My wife and I have moved 16 times in those 15 years, just with the military with different moves. I've got five children, uh, which we're uh, excited to bring up in the Lord. Uh, we home educate them. So my wife and I both help with that education. Amen. My wife does most of it. But, yeah. yeah. Amen. 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 And how old are your kids? What, what's the age range that you guys have? 
uh, age 13 down to age uh, six. Okay, great, great. Now we've got we've got 10. Ours is about the 26 down to eight, and he's about to be nine. So we're, we've got a, lar- a large uh, clan there going on as well. But God's blessed you, obviously, with a, a wife. The Bible says that's a good thing, a man who finds a wife and children, a heritage from the Lord. So there are blessings from him, and they're like arrows in the hands of a mighty man. And blessed is the man who has his quiver full. So you are a blessed man, that's for sure. Okay, so... You were you've been in this this thing. Tell people what you do uh, when you say you you fly a multi million dollar aircraft. Can you tell us a little bit about what that job is and what it entails? Uh, sure. So I fly the MQ nine Reaper. So I fly. I go to work here in Arkansas, but I can go. Uh, I fly an MQ nine Reaper on the other side of the world. Uh, so you know, protecting our troops. Uh, a lot of what we can do is actually protecting them by telling them where the enemy is, and then we can. You know, deviate around them based on that. So collecting information, uh, surveillance, and reconnaissance. Uh, and then with that, we're usually equipped with four Hellfire missiles. So those are about $250,000 each. Okay. All right. So basically, your reconnaissance, you're not necessarily going in there to do battle. You've just got those those uh, weapons there in case to defend yourself, right? Uh, to defend the troops on the ground. Okay. Mainly, so, yes. Okay. All right. Great. Okay. So tell us what happens... And when this happened, that you guys, you were given this order that you're going to have to take this shot because uh, my boys have a friend who went into the Army, and he held off as long as he could. He didn't want to take it, but he, he does believe it's a choice that people take. And he was he, he says, look, I'm going to, I'm going to try to make a career. I'm, I'm going to have to take the thing. So he ended up submitting to that. I, I don't think that was necessarily the right choice, uh, but nevertheless, he did. Uh, but it took it took him several weeks he in basic training before he actually submitted to that. He turned it off more and more. They were going to some kind of dishonorable discharge because he was disobeying a quote-unquote lawful order, which is not, uh, as you're going to point out here. But can you tell us kind of what went on and when it went on so that people have an idea of what you were facing? Uh, sure. This started in October. They, the day before this order came out, they had a— uh a big meeting. They said, we're going to bring the head infectious disease lady of the entire state in. So you guys can ask all your questions about the vaccine. Sorry, the so-called vaccine. Uh, so this lady uh, comes in, Dr. Amanda Novak, really sharp lady. And she tells us all about how wonderful it is. And then they open it up for questions. As soon as we started asking legitimate questions and she, she started answering her questions as a, you know, an expert in the field, they shut it down. The commander said, no more questions. You guys are going to just no good the meetings adjourned I'm like well that's very strange uh one of the first questions we asked was about per the instructions for the air force directive directives it says you will never give a vaccine unless you've already checked for titers uh so we asked the doctor about that and she said oh yeah you should never take anything even this one unless you've already been checked to see if you were if you've been exposed to it and if you have titers to it uh and then she went on to talk about the innate titers versus uh, you know, basically you have two kinds of titers. You have those that you're born with, your immune system come alive, kill a virus, and then go back down. And it doesn't necessarily keep a record of that virus. It's just ready to respond to it. So if they check your blood, they won't necessarily show that you can have a blood test ask to see if you have COVID and they'll say you may or may not. Uh, but anyway, the doctor said you, she would not take anything without that. And at that point, the commander shut the meeting down. He said, you guys aren't allowed to ask any more questions. Now, what is this thing, titers? I've never heard that term before. What is what is that actually? Uh, it's basically antibodies. So it's a your body keeps 
body keeps track of what that virus looks like. So if it ever comes up again, your body knows how to respond. That's why if you get the flu, you'll never get that strain of the flu again because your body will immediately recognize, oh, we've already had this and kill it. I see. Okay. All right. Thank you for clarifying that. It's okay. uh, another word is serology testing. Okay. All right. So, yeah. so you, you go through this presentation and they're going to shut you off because they know exactly where you, you guys know your stuff mm-hmm. and you're asking good yeah. questions and the right questions. And they say, we're just not going to answer this guys. We're not going to play your game. We're not going to give you the truth or any of this other stuff. They shut you down. So what happens after that? How many, how many of you guys are, are in here for this presentation? Uh, 60% of the unit that okay. was on, you know, so-called unvaccinated at that point. About 60%. how many? What's what's the numbers there? About sixty uh, percent. Uh, about two hundred people. Okay. Okay. So this is so a big crowd. Quite a few. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So uh, the next morning, uh, they said that the orders might come out sometime next month. The next morning, everybody was calling the commander's office. I was working grave shift, so I get off work, uh, about to go home, and they said, "Hey, you got to go to the commander's office." So I went there, and there was a line. Everybody was called in the commander's office. Everybody was singled out one at a time. And they basically said they're going to take away what our founding fathers swore to protect. They said, we're going to take away your lives, your fortunes, and your sacred honor. Uh, they used different words. But basically, they said, we're taking away your paycheck. We're taking away – most of the guys here are on Title Ten orders. That means they're active duty status, even though they belong to the National Guard. So they just – out of the blue said, so we're taking away your orders. We're going to give you a dishonorable discharge. You guys will submit to this, and you are the only one not getting it. So they basically broke everybody out separately so we didn't have that strength in numbers, and everyone thought they were the only one holding out. So. Yeah. Okay, so how many – can you tell us – do you know if uh, out of that 200, how many of them actually submitted to the shot? Uh, there were about 3% that did not. So did not. 97%. I, they – and I talked to him afterwards because everyone's like, how are you still here? We were told we'd be stripped right away. We wouldn't have another paycheck. They said, how is that possible? <laughs> so I'm just following the Lord, right? Yeah. And uh, they need us. Uh, also, since they've been pushing this shot so heavily, uh, the 3% of us that did not get it have been kind of the mainstay of making the unit run. There's one guy in scheduling that's... <laughs> <laughs> no, doesn't have a jab. He's the guy that's there every day. Everybody else keeps calling in sick or, oh, so-and-so has COVID now. My wife does or or I do. And it's been crazy how much sickness has been around. Uh, but yet God's kept protecting those of us who would just have intact immune systems, the ones God gave us. Amen. Amen. I, I, no, I love to hear that. I mean, I hate it for all the other guys to submit yeah. to that. But it's like, uh, you know, look, if, if you're not if you don't have that in your heart to make that stand, you're not going to make the stand. Uh, but I, I agree with you. Even those numbers aid those people who are weaker to have a little backbone to stand up with with those guys because they see there is strength in numbers. So you're exactly right. They're trying to pull them off to see who's going to be strong, who's going to be weak in that in that issue. Okay, so there are things, though, that you went and you talked to your superior about and you were very specific about law. The Constitution, the Declaration of Independence. Uh, you even you even referenced the scriptures with him. And uh, can you tell people a little bit about some of the things you put forward to him and what his response was? Because I think a lot of people are going to be shocked uh, when they hear this this interaction that you had. Sure. So it went into the commander's office on a uh, 19 January. I was told I have to come to the commander's office because uh, of this new order that came out. The order came out December 20th. So uh, 30 days prior, and it was so important that they decided to enforce it a month later. Uh, they said, hey, 
because you are unvaccinated, you must now take this shot before, or sorry, not, you have to take the PCR test before you can go into work. So, so I showed the commander, I said, it's an experimental use product, Doe v. Austin in November of 21. So just a few months before this, uh, the judge said, even the DOD cannot mandate an EUA product. The commander argued with me about it being an EUA. So I, I said, is this the one you want me to take? He had a box on his desk. I picked it up. I said, what about these giant red letters that say emergency use authorization only? Uh, so he's like, well, well, you have to take it anyway. So, so then I pulled out the EUA, the, if you go to the FDA, you can get the emergency use authorization for that product. So I pulled it up and I showed him, hey, it says right here, it does not test for COVID. It tests for an antibody or a bacteria. If you have an antibody, which means basically, not an antibody, basically if you have a carcass of a dead virus, it looks for dead carcass parts. Uh, so if you have a dead virus, meaning you could have kicked the cold, the flu, or something you were exposed to, your body killed it and you never even knew, if there's a dead virus particle in your nose or if there's bacteria in your nose that'll flag and it'll pop saying that it'll give you a positive COVID test. Uh, and it says in the EUA, you must then go to a doctor and for more clinical analysis to see if you have COVID. Uh, and on top of that, I also pulled up, uh, so we talked about, you just mentioned John Hopkins University study where it showed you can be vaccinated with the PCR test. Yep. And at this point, I had a religious accommodation pending to the uh, to the shot. So I'm like, why would I put something in my body that's going to do that? Uh, I also pulled up, so the Nuremberg Code is U.S. treaty we signed on to 100%. And that's uh, applied in the U.S. code under 21 U.S.C. 50.23 and 24. So I showed the commander that it didn't meet the criteria for informed consent. I uh, also showed on U.S. code 2331, subsection 802, which you probably know is the Patriot Act. Uh, the Patriot Act says anyone who, anyone who coerces a government or a citizen to do something they would not otherwise do is considered a domestic terrorist. So having a friendly conversation with my commander, uh, who that we were friends, uh, I just showed him, hey, here's U.S. law. You are literally using coercion to force your product, which is not a legal product. So I said, you don't want to have any part of this order. As a commander, you either push an order down, uh, which you assume all orders are lawful unless you know otherwise, or can, or you need to check into it. Sometimes you just need to check into an order and be like, does this make sense? Like that copy we were showing earlier. Right. Uh, and if it's not lawful, you push it right back up the chain of command and you say, hey, I'm not pushing this on my guys. You need to find another you need to rewrite this or here's what's wrong. So I recommended he push it back up. He said no. So he wrote me a punitive action, uh, basically a letter of counseling. That's the first step of punitive action. Uh, and so I brought back a nine page document showing more U.S. code specifically laid out why it was illegal. So, and after that, at this last, so a week ago, March drill, I was ordered again to go take this PCR test. Uh, and so he, he said, yep, we have that in our file. He had the JAG come in and he officially rescinded his letter of counseling as the squadron commander uh, because the wing commander officially wrote me a letter of reprimand, which is a much stronger action and started an unfavorable information file. And that's pretty odd because the wing commander, he's the highest guy in the entire wing. He's not they don't get involved in, you know, personal affairs. So the fact that the wing commander is doubling down and saying, well, I'm going to reprimand you is very interesting because he knows the law. Uh, my commander also specifically said, even he said, uh, yes, I can see it's against the law, 
but you can't win because you know who's above you uh, in the chain of command. <laughs> I said, that's okay. I didn't swear to win. That's not what I'm here for. I that's said, right. I'm just not going to comply with this order because it's not lawful. Amen. Uh, 1799, Supreme Court ruled that a naval commander acting at the direction of the president uh, to go seize a Danish ship, the Flying Fish. Uh, they said anyone who obeys an unlawful order does so at his own peril. Uh, so that naval commander had to bear full responsibility for his actions because he should have known better. I ran contra hearings in 1987 with Oliver North. Uh, he was told, you should know it is just because it's your duty to obey lawful order, even acting directly for President Ronald Reagan, it is your duty to disobey any unlawful order. And yep, and he, he should have been punished big together. time for doing what he did, too. Yes, yep. Yeah, one of one of the things here is uh, you you mentioned this religious accommodation, and we've got the letter. I, I'm going to bl- white out or black out your uh, your address there, so we can put that up because that was that one was left. That one's okay. I do. You said I could do that, but I, I need to block out your yes, address. Yeah. Uh, one of the things. Do you have that in front of you? Uh, I do. Why don't the thing I want you to do is one of the interesting things that Ben told me he did was in his religious accommodation. He included, so, and his thought was, anybody who reads this file, anybody who's going to read this, they're going to get the gospel. And I thought this was brilliant, Ben, and as I'm reading it, I'm like, okay, this is exactly the kind of statements we make here on the Sons of Liberty. So I'm going to put it up. Would you read there at 10 at 1 where you speak about my God? And it's it's a couple of paragraphs, folks, but be patient. Trust me. There's some of you who are going to be saying amen because you're seeing a real guy in the military who's not just, you know, talking constitution and law and this, that, and the other, but he's appealing to the scripture, the lawgiver, uh, the king of kings, as you referenced right off the first. Would you mind reading that for people just so they get a flavor of who you are in Christ and what you're presenting to your superiors? Uh, sure. And also just so you know, I was praying about what to write. My God, what do I even put in this? How do I even start this? And I felt like the Lord just helped me to write the words. So these are not inspired. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying God helped me to put these thoughts Amen. together. This is, it just flowed to my mind as I'm, I'm trying to write this out. Well, he told, uh, Jesus told his disciples that, uh, you know, don't worry about what you're going to say when you're brought for kings and governors because the Spirit's right. going to give you what to say. And that doesn't mean that they're writing Scripture or something. It just means he's the one filling their mouth with words to speak. So I, th- I think we get that. But, uh, but go ahead and read what you, what you wrote here uh, in your religious accommodation uh, paper. All right, 10 at 1. My God, so I, I spelled out there four tenets to my being. Uh, okay. God, family, country, and core in that order. Uh, so tenant one, my God. My God is the king of kings, First Timothy 6.15. He is the one who designed my genetic, co- my genetic code as he knit me in my mother's womb, and has been intimately acquainted with all my ways, Psalm 139.13-15. He knows the plans he has for me, plans for welfare and not for calamity, to give me a future and a hope, Jeremiah 29.11. He gave to us the law to be our schoolmaster to bring us to Christ, Galatians 3.24. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness, Romans 1.18. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, Romans 3.23. I was dead in my sins, spiritually lifeless and helpless. I was like the paralytic in Mark chapter 2. There was no hope. And then it went on in Mark chapter 2. And you hath he quickened who are dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the 
according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we had our conversations in times past in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we are dead in our sins, he hath quickened us together with Christ, for by grace ye are saved. And hath raised us up together and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might shew the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace we are saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Ephesians 2, 1 through 10. So I was redeemed in Christ. I was a slave on the auction block. Jesus paid the price to free me from the chains of sin. He said, for ye are not your own. You are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whoever shall lose his life for my sake shall find it. For this reason, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by, by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Galatians 2.20. He, uh, he prepares my hands for war, my fingers for battle. Psalm 144.1. Do you want me to continue there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, just, okay. just this section here where you're, where you're talking about this, that, I think it's great. Okay, so I've been shot at multiple times. Uh, also at flying the C-130, which is what I did prior to this. Uh, small arms fire and also anti-aircraft anti artillery, also known as AAA. Uh, one AAA engagement was perilously close. As shells exploded within yards of our aircraft, they caused the, uh, sorry, uh, they caused a concussive blast that caused our whole aircraft to buck and filled the cockpit with blinding light. I had no fear because perfect love cast out all fear. First John 4:18. By the grace of God, I perfectly executed evasive maneuvers while simultaneous, simultaneously plotting a threat and relaying the danger to other aircraft over the radio. For Christians, we are to serve as serving unto the Lord, and we fight as if we fight in the Lord's army. Being afraid of dying for a Christian is like being afraid of retirement. Being confident in Jesus allows me to focus on executing my job flawlessly to include drawing exact grids of the threat and saving other aircraft from the weapons employment zone. I know Isaiah 54, 17 to be true, that no weapon formed against me shall prosper, and every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. Also, 1 John 4, 4, greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. My trust is in God alone. Oh, do you want me to continue there? Yeah, well, and let's <clears throat> we'll break off from that just a little bit. But you go through. I want people to get that flavor of of who you are and how you're presenting yourself. And it's clear that when you're when you put this forward, they're not going. Well, no, you're not like this around here. You, you don't talk this way. You don't act this way around here. They didn't do that. They just said, 
we're just going to do what what our superiors are telling us to do, and we're going to continue to force this thing on you. And uh, and I like that you have put that in there. I think that was probably one of the most exciting parts of the conversation we had yesterday. Was you said I put the gospel in the midst of this thing so people would read it. You're like I am that that these people who may be unbelievers may read this and the word of God is powerful. That men can't men can't um, uh, by nature though. I look at it this way: for those whom Christ died, when the word of God goes out, it is effective. It is powerful. It is transforming. And it grabs them and it changes them. And it changes them to the point they want to embrace Christ. They they want to leave their sin. They want to uh, honor God. They want to, as you as you mentioned here a little bit, they want to work as unto the Lord. They want to do things for His glory. And so I think there's a trust in God, even in what you're putting here, to know that His Word doesn't return void, but it goes out and does the purpose for which it's sent out to do. And I think that's I think that's fantastic. So what has happened since you put this in? Since you faced the guys off and, and you kind of made it past the bar, if you will, of, of the testing that they were putting you through there, you're part of the 3% that made it, made it through and didn't take the shot. What's happened since that point? Uh, so first, as far as Squadron's concerned, I told you everybody said, uh, how are you still here? They kept saying, why, why are you here when everybody else is gone? Uh, or we were told we'd be stripped uh, of our honor, dishonorably discharged. So since October, almost every single day, God gave me an opportunity to share my faith. Like so-and-so would bring up a certain topic. Someone would ask a theology question. And ultimately, it all comes down to if we're not living for Christ, we're, we're living for the devil, really. <laughs> uh, so God's given the opportunity. People are like, how are you making this stand? And I said, my stance is in Christ. So every day I've been able to share some part of the gospel with basically the whole squadron that I've interacted with. Uh, between October and then through January. Uh, and you were asking where we are now. So January 31st, without notice, my wing commander cut off my Title 10 orders. Ben, can, uh, can, I, yeah. can, I, can I ask you just something about that uh, before you sure. get on to the second part? How many of those guys have then come back and they've been very interested in what's behind that, what's in your heart, what the things that you're sharing are asking more questions concerning the scriptures. Have you had any guys that, that seem like they're more interested in what's driving you than you did before? Or is everybody just kind of go, okay, that's cool, dude. That's good for you, but not, it's not for me. Or how, how has that been? How's that response been? There's been a lot of, Hey, I really need to get back into church. Uh, there's, I think there's a great hunger for the gospel. And on top of that, there's a lot of people are feeling betrayed. For one, they were told they're going to be stripped of their honor, and they haven't done that to me yet. Uh, you know, they, they can't take away the service I've already given. But so a lot of people want to are, are interested in God, uh, and then they're also feeling betrayed because they're all being they're like we submitted to this, knowing it was wrong, only to, to maintain our status as you know being good airmen. Uh, and now they're being told, hey, if you don't take your booster shot, you're now considered unvaccinated and in the exact same boat you're going to be in before. Uh, so there's everyone's kind of feeling abandoned by their leadership. They're like, we finally submitted to this knowing it was wrong because we were told there's no other option. And now now our leadership is saying, oh, guess what? You have to take this now. You signed up for a lifetime subscription. Oh man, that's just that's just terrible. That's terrible. Okay, so I didn't mean to interrupt you, but you you were going to tell us where we're at now with things. 
Oh, I was just going to say there's a, that morale is uh, pretty low right now because people aren't trusting their leadership. Okay. Uh, when leadership's saying that we don't care about the law, we don't care about the Constitution that we swore to uphold when we became commissioned officers in the U.S. military, and then the enlisted as well, they're like, uh, I've heard several people being like, how come none of the officers are, are standing up for this? It seems like more, it's almost all enlisted. Uh, there's only two, uh, well, three officers I know of that are standing up against this. Yeah, well, we got some we got some um, uh, comments here in the chats. Thank you, Ben, for your stand. Um, ben, you're a strong and loving servant of God. Your family is lucky to to have you as a husband and father. God bless you. Uh, what a great opportunity to share Christ with that letter and the result. Wow, um, uh, you know a lot a lot of people very supportive of you in that and i think i think they get encouragement from that like you were talking about the strength and numbers in your in your room you're pulled when the people hear that that there are real people in real positions and i would say you're in a position of authority to, in, in some capacity there you're you're over men uh you know when you fly those planes and things and when they see men in those positions take that stand and they take it honorably they take that stand honorably they're not trying to you know, lorded over people. They're just saying, look, as a matter of fact, here's what the law is. And in doing that, you're exposing what I would say are traitors within our military. I mean, I don't think there's any nice way to say it. If you're going to say, I don't care what the Constitution says, I don't care what the law says, my boss told me we got to do this, blah, blah, you're a traitor. I don't, I don't know how you look at yourself in the mirror uh, when you're doing those kind of things, but you're exposing them, but you're not doing it in some kind of fashion where you're trying to lord it over them. You're not trying to be ugly or nasty about it. You're just saying, law says this, you can't do this, and you trying to do this is wrong, and uh, and that's on them. So I guess the question I'm getting at is, what's going to happen down the road? Are, are you in the midst of a court battle over this, uh, or, or is there... What do you have in the military? The only thing I know military-wise is court-martial, which I don't think that's what you're dealing with, but maybe it is. I don't know. Can you explain some of that as, to, as far as what you're involved in right now? Uh, so right now they're charging me with being absent from an official duty because I was at drill. And they said I was absent, uh, absent without leave. Absent means they don't know where you are. That's like if you had drunk the night before and didn't show up to work, uh, you, were, you would be absent. So, in fact, when I was in the commander's office and he's handing me punitive action, uh, which he signs for and I sign for, he's saying he's, I'm absent, like he doesn't know where I am. Uh, so that's false. But he's right there in front of you, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm right here. Yep. Uh, so the uh, the commanders give me punitive action for that. They said they're going to uh, start a next drill there and give me Article 15. Uh, with an Article 15 is where. I signed a document saying, yeah, I did something really bad, and then they'll kick you out. The only way they can kick you out is if you either sign an Article 15 or you demand a court-martial. Uh, so that's, that'll be probably the next step is they're going to have to try to court-martial me. Uh, because I'm not going to sign Article 15 saying I've done anything wrong. I've been at work. Exactly. I've got documentation. I've got witnesses documented for every occurrence. And you know, the paperwork itself that the commander signed saying uh, saying that he's penalizing me and he's marking me absent for being not for not being there. Yeah, now tell people a little bit about the pen, the penalties that have been imposed upon you because you get a check for for doing your job as uh, in the National Guard. Can you tell people okay. a little bit about the penalties that you've been that you've had to endure because of this? 
Uh, so they started out, they cut my title 10 orders off, which is for the last six years, how, you know, paid the rent, paid my uh, utilities, bought groceries for the family. Uh, it's been kind of a continuous thing. And my orders, this set goes through the end of September. So I was counting on that paycheck. So they just cut off the paycheck without any notice. Uh, it was crazy, but I was fasting and praying the night before this all happened. Uh, Cause I found out, Hey, this order that's been out for 30 days, we're now going to impose it all of a sudden. And uh, I said, God, what do you want me to do? Because, and I felt like God said, do not put that in your body. He said, I will provide for you. And this whole way God has miraculously been providing. We had right after they cut off my paycheck, we had a massive problem with our car. We had to fix. Uh, <laughs> and a couple of days later, a guy gives me $1,100, $1,100. Uh, just out of the blue. He had no idea what we needed. And Amen. I needed that for Amen. parts. Amen. Daddy uh, knows what we need, doesn't he? Yeah. A week later, uh, I needed another $167. Uh, I was literally calculating how much I needed. I get a phone call. Hey, uh, we had a small group meeting and we have $167 that people chipped in for you. I'm like, what? <laughs> how is that possible? Uh, God's literally been providing for all of our needs uh, just step by step. And I want to encourage people with this, that God is, uh, let me start with this one. Luke 9, 62 says, he who puts his hands to the plow and looks back is not suitable for the kingdom of God, or is not fit for the kingdom of God, which is kind of funny because the commander is saying I'm unfit for duty, but my Lord, who is my, my commander, he's saying I am fit for duty, and he who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is not suitable. Amen. So the Lord said, this is the path I've placed you on. I'm going to provide for your needs. And so I want to encourage everybody to just stand up for what's right. And God is going to provide because God is the judge and God is the law giver. God is also the uh, perfecter of our faith. Amen. I, you know, I think that's very encouraging because a lot of people go, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? And, you know, I even have those times where I ask that. How, um, you know, I, I've been one that has, uh, and Bradley and I have had several conversations. I've said on the show, I've been pretty transparent about that. To where, you know, ours isn't even paycheck to paycheck. Most of the time it's day to day now, especially with the inflation and everything else that we've got going on. It's like I look and I'm going, boy, I hope we don't spend anything tomorrow that that, that, I, that I'm not aware of or that's coming through here because we're going to be in trouble. And uh, it's that kind of thing. And I just go, Lord, I'm a man. You know I work. You know I, I, I have a good work ethic. I try to honor you and glorify you in, in the work that I do. But I don't know how we're going to do it. And it's interesting that there are people who come along or there's something that I wasn't expecting to come through that comes through and it meets that need. And sometimes it allows other things to happen that don't make me so happy. But <clears throat> I'm like you. I'm like, isn't it amazing <clears throat> that we can ask God these things in private and then he moves upon the hearts of his people. Usually it's his people. Sometimes it's not his people. Uh, to do, we see that in the, in in the Exodus where they leave, and all the people of Egypt are giving them, you know, all the gold and silver and stuff like that. But He is faithful to do that if we'll be faithful to Him. And I think you've shown that you're you're attempting to be faithful to Him in all of your your endeavors, including this stand here. It's not just this stand. This is the way of life for you, and uh, and in doing that, He honors you because you've honored Him. I think that's probably a good way to say it. Would you agree? Uh, yes, I would. And I want to I want to share this quote with you. I came across this when we were doing the kids history the other day uh, from Thomas J. Jackson, also known as Stonewall Jackson. 
people asked him, how can you ride your horse up in front of the battle where he's being shot at? Like he would ride up in front of his troops leading the way and, and stand there. And they said, there stands Jackson like a stone wall, right? That's how he got the name because he just went out. Yep. Uh, Captain was asking him, how do you have the courage to do that? He said, Captain, my religious belief teaches me to feel as safe in battle as in bed. God has fixed the time for my death. I do not concern myself about that, but to always be ready no matter when it may overtake me. So when his death would overtake him. This is the way all men should live, and then all would be equally brave. Amen. Hey, you're a good Southern boy, quoting Stonewall. I, I love I love that guy. Uh, I love the Southern gen- uh, generals. Uh, I love all of them. I think the entire War of Northern Aggression has been uh, maligned, uh, their characters maligned, when they were good men who believed in God. They may not have had everything right, I get that, but they were men who believed in God, and they, they walked the walk. They They really did. And um, and so I'm glad that you brought that up. Ben, is there a final thing you want to put out? I don't know uh, if you have something like a give, send, go or something like that where people might be willing to help you out with your family. Uh, or if there's a final word you want to give, we've got about a minute and a half. If you want to give that to people, we'd love for you to do so. Uh, sure. I do have a give, send, go. I'm not asking for money. If you feel if you feel you're led to give, uh, it's called give, send, go slash rights endowed by our creator. And then uh, a final thought. Uh, I just want to leave you Second Chronicles twenty six seventeen through eighteen. You can look it up later. Uh, but King uh, King Uzziah was in the temple, right? He went to burn incense to the Lord, which is not allowed. Uh, it said the uh, priest and eighty brave men went in and confronted the king. That's not easy to do. <laughs> uh, to just go in and confront the king, literally, he can have your heads cut off. They were brave. They went in and confronted him. They said, hey, here's the law. You are violating the law. And the Lord fought for them. The Lord was there. Uh, ultimately, King Uzziah broke out with leprosy at that point and had to go live in seclusion. Uh, but if the men weren't brave and no one called out the king for his violations of the law, you know, nothing would have happened. So uh, I just wanted to point, leave you guys with, and especially those in the military and those who are in the police, stand up for what you've Warned to protect. Stand Amen. up for the Constitution, and more importantly, stand up for God. If it's not in the Word of God, or if you are being ordered to violate your conscience, do that. <laughs> you know, do what is right before God, and He will provide for all your needs. Amen. Amen. Ben Davis, thank you for joining us. Just hang on, and I'll say goodbye to you after the close of the show, guys. I had the wrong thing up there. I typed it in wrong. It's uh, GiveSendGo.com forward slash rights endowed by our creator. We'll have that in the archive. And by the way, the archive is just, there's no special thing for it. It's just there. Catch Bradley at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. We'll be back with you in the morning with the truck driver theologian. See ya.